0: So welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Room Ashes Clubcast. Here is what you have to look forward to in tonight's episode.
1: I'm pretty sure if I became a psychiatrist or a counselor of some sorts, I would have had 10 people jump off the bridge this week.
0: Well, it's a good thing you're not
1: one of those. Yeah, I'm not even... Guys, I kicked over a glass bowl, kicked it right off the table. It shattered everywhere. It was one of those... okay. What were your feet doing on the table? You said you kicked it off of the
0: table. No, the cord was plugged in. Really? I was using like my kicks. Kicks <laughs> <laughs> fell over. And Louse, have you not seen Dragon Ball Z? <laughs> <laughs> you crazy mother. Welcome, craft beer. My name is Donnie. This is the official podcast of the Brewmasters Club Craft Brews and Geek News, where we talk about national stories, local flavors, and our favorite geeky nuggets of pop culture. Who could be breathing in the mic? No one else besides Ryan. How are you, brood boy? That wasn't me. Now it's okay. How are you, bud? It really wasn't me. See, I'm, I'm just the root of all the problems. You're fine. You're fine. You're the brood uh, of all problems. What? the I'm the on, brood man? of
1: all problems, and I'm doing as best as I can. I'm still yeah, alive. You Let's all that way.
0: Yes, you are. We are so thankful for that. Myself and Mr. Louseman. How are you, buddy? Hey, you coming in off the top loops. Uh, I'm good. That's good. <laughs> that's good. We've had a great start, and we are about a half hour late, so we're gonna go fast, real fast. Um, but that's all right. We got a lot to talk about. Um, this is actually the last episode before Florida Craft Beer Day, so we've got to uh, we've got a lot to cover, and we've got a lot um, to talk about in terms of craft, Florida Craft Beer Day. It's exciting, and we've got the whole agenda. But before we get into that, as we always start our episodes with the little popular segment we call "What are you drinking? What are you going to drink?" Mr. Lousman, I know that you only have one beer. This evening to try or to sample or to talk about so please start us off uh so i actually uh there i wanted to bring two but um i ended up just having the one remaining and it is the sierra nevada hot bullet uh double ipa and i've actually seen uh, the other one i actually wanted to bring as well was also sierra nevada so sierra nevada is really really pumping them out these days i don't know if this was um It's a direct correlation to them being our unofficial sponsor, obviously. I mean, clearly it is, but uh, yeah, (laughs) but of gallons, of gallons. Uh, But yeah, no, I was uh, very impressed with this. Um, I I had a six-pack of it like a couple, like two or three weeks ago. I was like, this needs to stick around. So very, very smooth in terms of an IPA. Kind of takes um, a much smoother approach than their uh, Torpedo. Uh, Extremely drinkable when it's been hot, when it's been cold. So yeah, I highly recommend it. Fantastic. No, I love it, man. And um Sierra Nevada, as you, you know, we all know, we we do love most of what they do. Um, Ryan, I'm not sure what you got. I know that you had a a quite the haul from your event this weekend, but if you don't mind or if you want to go for it, um tell me because I got I got one that's special, but it's only special because um we'll be pouring a lot of it at Florida Craft Beer Day, and we've actually sampled this before. I know Lousman has, and I did too. But you want to go first? Yeah, I,
1: I think I will. Um I won't get too much into it now, but I will in a little bit. Uh but I, I'm actually drinking on Swamp Heads uh, Swamp
0: Fest right you now. Love, you love Swamp head though, don't you? Because weren't they the ones that you guys visited on the way out of, out of town yeah. as you were evacuating the hurricane? Yeah, um, that was actually the second or third time that we had
1: visited that brewery. But yeah, I thoroughly enjoy their beers. Um, They, they usually do a really good job. I'm not sure. I was trying to find information on this beer because this beer bottle does not have a label to it. So it's hard to really figure out what the uh, style it is. It's sort of sweet, which I'm not sure if that's intended. Uh, but it's overall a, a decent beer. I would rate it probably three point two if I had to guess, but not on a bad, not for a bad reason, other than uh, it's not hitting my palate the way I want it to. So yeah, that's really all I can say about that. Three point no, two eight,
0: hopefully out of five. <laughs> sure.
1: yeah, 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 out of five, out of five. Yeah, no, it's out definitely 15, very 15, actually. Ooh, yeah, core out of score, out of a hundred. <laughs> um... yeah, <out> <laughs> no, I'm just not. I'm not sure what type of style it's supposed to be. It's just very sweet, and I won't, like I said, I'll try not to get in too much. But I was at an event this weekend talking to some beer judges, and they said that sometimes you can taste a sweetness in beer that almost tastes like. Uh, unfermented malt. And sometimes that could mean that the uh, fermentation was not allowed to fully take place and that there's still unfermented malt in the beer, which can give off that sweet flavor. Now, I'm not saying that that's the case for this beer. It could be intended to be that way. There's no description that I can go off of, but it's just got that sweetness that I tasted uh, similarly to an, uh, another unfermented beer this past weekend. So yeah, um, learned a couple things from some judges. So
0: nice. Wait, wait. You were actually you actually tried an unfermented beer. You can't just gloss over that. Well, when I say unfermented,
1: it was um, in a particular style that is supposed to take a little bit longer in process. Um, I forget which beer it was, but the way that the judge described it was still being sweet and almost, um, uh, you know, um, not multi-characteristic, but wart, uh, you know, still like wart. Yeah, the flavor uh, like a wart. The, the yeah. flavor like a wart. So I went back because they didn't have access to where the bottles were, I did. And I went and I tried it just to see what he was talking about. And sure enough, the way he described it fit in line with... The similarities of how this beer is right now. So okay. it's it could just be that they intended it to be something else, but didn't give it long enough, or they brewed it uh, too quickly and didn't didn't let it fully take place. So okay, like the, they didn't let the yeast do their job.
0: Well, I want to I want to immediately that I mean that is interesting, and of course that's why why it would taste that sweet if you know the yeast didn't do its get to do its job so all right well let's um let's move on but before we do I want to get to mine and of course what I brought was uh my version of the resilience and it's only I'm only having this because we're going to have this at Florida Craft Beer Day on Friday for everybody to enjoy but this is the last one of the batch which as you know Ryan when you homebrew and you've got half a beer in here you can't you know I wouldn't serve this to anybody expecting for this to be an all star so I'm drinking it myself um and I only again this was at my own um dismay because I I've totally forgot to put my say excuse me I totally forgot to put my saison in the fridge yesterday so I'm not going to drink it warm it just came out of the closet but my saison is also ready so in my frid, fridge right now I've got a saison IPA a belgian and a stout and a porter, five beers that I brewed. It's it's incredible. It's it's incredible feeling. But let's try the resilience now. Let's see if this bad boy's got anything left in there. Whoop. Uh, <laughs> It Sir- uh, <yep. laughs> Certainly does. That was a good sign. <laughs> um, Ooh, look at that head. No, in a good way. Anyways, yeah. So yeah, no, it looks good. Um, let's like, you know, the color is the same. It's still just this kind of uh, this amber darkness that it had. Looks again that like almost Bach kind of. I don't know, it's almost like um uh, Newcastle in color, but not quite. So I don't know. But anyways, not quite good. as brown, more more red. Smells good, tastes right. So you can tell me, Ryan, on um on Friday when we uh when we all head over to Craft Life for Florida Craft Beer Day. But let's get in that in a second. In the meantime, um after this this awesome segment, Ryan, kick us off with with your episode. What you were tell us about the event that you were at, Ryan.
1: So um I had the distinctive pleasure of being a beer steward at the uh, Best Florida Beer Event this past weekend. And when I say event, it it was an event, but it wasn't an open event. It was an open event to the point of uh, there were invited judges or or, uh, volunteer judges and volunteers to steward to bring the beers to the judges. And I volunteered Saturday morning and did the 7.30 to like maybe 1.30, 2 o'clock shift. And uh, Sunday afternoon from 12.30 till, oh gosh, what time I left there after sundown. And... Well, this is
0: well. Hold on, this is super relevant because you were a beer steward, and me and Laos were just literally talking about Downton Abbey and how uh, Jenny is like obsessed with the show right now. So, what you're saying is they gave you some quarters to live in, and you got to mill around with all the um, all the, the servants. Well, first off, Ashley's a big
1: Downton Abbey fan, so hopefully that's not what that's what they don't resort to watching this weekend. <laughs> um, <laughs> second off. Stewards as in not butlers, but.
0: Were you the valet or Clarkson? Uh, Sure, I was the the head valet.
1: You
0: were (laughs) Kelly Clarkson and Laos was the redhead. Yes,
1: (laughs) we'll go with that. Um, Basically, my job was to take the beers that were in my category uh, say, well, and serve them to
0: Lady Brantham. Got it. And,
1: and, and I had six judges to serve to, but two, you know, it was, it was a pair of judges. So the, even though there were six, there was three pairs and not one pair of judges actually tried the same beer. So I would give one beer to one set, one beer to the next, one beer to the next. When one set was done go back, grab a completely different beer. Otherwise, they would have been hammered. You know, there was like 30 beers in my category first round. And my whole job was to make sure that the judges scored accurately, meaning they filled in all the blanks and gave honest feedback. And then, and I'll get into, and remind me about the the feedback part here in a second, Donnie, because I think there's a a good little uh, thing to talk about with that. Um, And then I also had to record all of the... um, scores on a sheet and then average it out and give best points and total points. And uh, once all of that was done, each set of judges selected three beers or two beers that they thought would make it well into the next round. And then those beers would be pulled and put it into another room. You know, the rest of the groups were finishing up all the other styles of beer. So um, just stop me if I'm. If you have any questions as I'm talking, please like go for it. Um, you know, I don't no. want to sound like I'm just rambling on for for no reason. Uh, but it was it was really intriguing to to see the judges, and it, it wasn't like they were just sitting there at the tables drinking beer. No, these guys and girls were, or women, ladies, whatever. Uh, like you like wanna... lords of the house, right? No, it was no. <laughs> like it was like they were in a room playing chess. Like, okay, the, you so know, you, obviously... You we're obviously, like
0: A B testing, like hey, you get this one, it's like the old Kool Aid test or Coke Pepsi, where like you don't know what was in the cup, they were just tasting it just to like honestly blind taste test it. To them, it was a blind taste
1: test. Um, to, to us, we knew what beers we were serving the judges, uh, because we had score sheets we didn't necessarily know by name, but we had uh, uh, this is a made up category, uh, category. 391 subcategory 15 beer whatever so that's how we put it on the sheet to keep track and and then they have an internal data database with all the beer entries and and how they're logged so um but it was really intriguing to watch them it was a complete blind taste so they had no idea. It was just in a cup, this big. All they saw was the beer and the color and the smell.
0: Before well, and, they I tasted. Don't, and I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but you actually had a chance to speak with somebody there at the, the competition. And this was purely production grade beer that you were that you were sampling, this, handing out. The beers that were in
1: this competition were strictly from breweries in the state of Florida. That is correct. They have a homebrew competition coming up which I'm stewarding at. I'm not gonna turn down another stewarding position to be honest with you. Um, and we'll get yeah. into that later. but I,
0: I got it, Carson keep going.
1: Yeah uh, but yeah, strictly uh, you know craft beer breweries from across the state of Florida, over 850 entries Wow, all of which had to turn in at least three to four beers of that specific entry. So you do the math on that close to 4, thousand beers. All Sounds together. like
0: Great American Beer Fest. Ka-ching. Ka-ching. That was a great time. <clears> oh, <throat> Except- yeah. There were no lines. <laughs> yes. <Yeah>, well, that's <laughs> neat. But really, so was it, was it, were people watching or was it just like a, a, a room full of judges that were just sampling, 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 and you were literally just running back and forth with empty bottles and beers. You, you
1: nailed it. Well, the beers actually stayed behind a closed off area because again, the judges gotcha. couldn't see the bottles. Right, right, right. The only spectators to this were the people that were running it was maybe five to seven people and the stewards that were bringing all the judges beer. Everybody else that was there were judges in this back room of Copper Tales Brewery, and... They're literally sitting on, you know, opened foldable tables, sitting across from one another. The only communication that they had, that, that was the really interesting part. I've never seen anything like it. They, it wasn't like they were at a bar. They they knew they were drinking beer, but they were there to judge. And like why I said it was a chess is because was just so quiet. It was so quiet as they were literally putting the beer into their mouth to taste it, swirl it around, get all the flavor profiles, try to detect what acidity levels were at, and if and I learned a couple of terms like vaginal. I had no idea what the word meant. You should get that checked out. Well, yeah, because I wrote I wrote down a comment that one of the beers was vaginal, and when I turned in the sheet, one of the ladies thought it said vaginal. I was like, no, it doesn't taste vaginal. Yeah, she's at like, all. listen, it's vaginal.
0: This isn't the lady doctor. Please move along. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I was like, no, please.
1: Uh, but I, I, I forget which beer that actually was. But vaginal turns out that it gives off a, a sort of vegetable-like flavor, and that comes from a certain thing. There was another term I can't remember what it was, but it may. Made it taste and smell like uh, the beer was buttered popcorn, and oh, that's, yeah, that's an off that's, flavor.
0: Dextrosetophyll is terrible.
1: So there you go. That, I, I don't, don't remember know if that's the right.
0: I don't remember that, but that's from my Anheuser Bush days. When if you it, don't clean, if you ever have a butt like a, you walk up to a bar. We've talked about this before early on in the the podcast days. If you go up to a bar and you get a Budweiser, and it's like one of those one dollar for buds or domestic drafts on Sunday or whatever it is, and you taste the beer, and first off, the head is flat the the bubbles when they are there are huge and they dissipate quickly and then what you're left with is a is a is a beer that looks flat but when you taste it it has that butter popcorn flavor to it. You yeah. spit that beer out immediately and do not get another one unless it's in a bottle because what that means is that is the leftover remnants from not cleaning your lines regularly has affected the beer that's coming through the lines. And you're getting little pieces of old dirt beer se- sediment. And it tastes, t- I recall it being something along the lines of dextracetaphil. I'll probably get ridiculed because that's not what it is called, but that's what I remember. So it's nasty, but I remember that one for sure.
1: Yeah, it definitely sounded familiar to, or similar to what you said with the, the D word there. Um, Dextra, set fill Phil. But I learned a lot from these judges and that was pretty cool that some of them I talked to for a few minutes and they they literally opened up about, like I said, vaginal and the other thing. Um, And I, and I got to pick up on that. But to watch them, it was really kind of crazy. Like I said, they were just breaking down all the elements and then they would have conversation afterwards. And some like they literally take it very, very seriously. You would I would go over there and I'd be like, hey, you guys ready for the score and the next beer. No, 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 a couple more minutes. We need to talk this out, kind of thing. Or one guy was in such control, in a good way, a positive way. He was like, yeah, let's not talk about this right this second. I need to process it. So he was really taking this job very seriously, so uh, which things. I found very interesting.
0: Yeah, two things. And last one, I'm sorry, jump in if you if you need to. But what was this event called? Where was it? When was it? Why was it? Yeah. Let's go over that first because you just jumped right into it. And then- I thought second- I said it's it was, it was- Go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. First thing, hit, hit that first. It was the
1: best uh, Florida beer event at Coppertail Brewing this past week weekend, so I forget the dates, but um, I think it was March 7th and March 8th. Excuse me, February 7th and February 8th. <laughs>
0: it's like it wasn't next of myself. <laughs> Get ahead of myself. And the reason <laughs> the
1: event was held is because all of the first place beer, I think all the first place and maybe some of the second place or third place, uh, all, all the beers that placed will be at the Brewers Ball coming up uh, in a few weeks. So that's why they had this event. It's a very prestigious event, which uh, you know donnie i'm not sure what at some point you might play some of the audio it's 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 not just an event that is geared towards telling everybody who won the best beer
0: yeah it seems like a backroom event right where you just get a panel mm. of experts that come in and kind of analyze right
1: and and um and you know, you. I want to say more, but I also want to say it in regards to to what's on the. You can edit this part out. Well,
0: yeah. Well, I'll I'll play. Like, where are you where are
1: you leading me, Donnie? That's what I want to know.
0: <laughs> where are you leading me? My second question was, what do those people do for a living?
1: <laughs> are they literally beer judges? Everything. No. Well, a, a vast majority of the
0: judges are actually people that I knew from breweries. That's what well, I'm, I'm saying. I would I would have loved to have been there just to say just to glad hand those guys because I bet there's yeah. a bunch of them that we knew. Absolutely. Uh, do you want me to rattle off a few? I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm happy yeah. to. I just don't. Yeah. Well,
1: I don't know. I don't know what the do's and don'ts are. The thing, and I, I'm sure you can tell by the interview. I don't know what what you can say, what you can't say. Uh, you, just um, at this point.
0: Why don't you tee up, you, you've referenced this interview a few times, and what I'll do is once you tee up this interview here, I'll, I'll play a few minutes.
1: Yeah. So I I during this event, I got a, a chance at the at the end to speak with Jason, and he is the assistant. <laughs> (laughs) Head Brewer at Copper Tail, excuse me. Back up. He, he's the assistant head brewer at Crooked Thumb. Both started with a C. It got mixed up. It's got to be the butcher's ass. <laughs> he's <laughs> a. He's how a. Do,
0: how do, do they we always bring up that Tommy Boy reference? It's always <laughs> the butcher's ass. No, my fist. Wait, my face. <laughs> no. oh
1: uh, he's he's a really genuine guy, and he put on a heck of an organizational show with this whole event. He's very passionate about beer. So one of the cool things that he that that we talked about. Uh, Besides Jason's uh, passion for beer is the reason for this event. Like I said earlier, it's not just about the metals, but he explained a little bit more that it's about craft beer as a whole and making sure that beer is being made properly for all of our drinking pleasures. Uh, Just what he, what he expressed was, When the judges write down their comments, they're not just writing down scores, they're writing down comments. And all of the comments that were written for that specific beer goes back to that brewery so that they can review those comments. And they can make sure that they're taking the time with their beer to make it better. And I thought that was really kind of a cool thing to discuss. And he went into greater detail, but he was very passionate about making sure that beer was kept in check. And beer was continually perfected by people that knew what to look for to make it better.
0: Yeah, that's fantastic. And that, that's what we always talk about, about being, because, you know, we, we we say all the time that we could have a brewery on every corner and that'd be great. And it would be so much fun. And, and in places like the UK and, you know, overseas, they do that. But the key that we always do discuss is that you have to be unique, different and produce a quality product. So having this beer fest for people that are trying to improve or tell you or provide excuse me provide criticism good or bad about right. your beer is like the best kind of beer fest there is because you can throw a 10 up and pour beer at a beer fest we've done it but it doesn't necessarily mean that you're growing because of it so i think that to your point that is a valid um you know a valid way to improve which is well, which is admirable but yeah. we'll play the we'll yeah we'll play the clip and hear that
1: we're, we're always talking about making sure that places that we get craft beer from outside of beer breweries, you know, the bottle date, this, that, and the other, is uh, the distribution company handling it properly and make, making sure that everything's refrigerated properly so that the beer doesn't spoil. But it was neat to hear him talk about the judges and their perspectives and what it does. I thought it was pretty cool. Went beyond just, yeah, I got a medal. Well, you got a medal for the one beer you submitted, but what about the five others you submitted? These need
0: work, you know? Yeah, I but- mean, I, I think it's, I think that also gives more credibility too because, again, you know, oh, hey, yeah, what would you think of our beer? Well, well, you know, me and my bros decided to buy tickets to the beer fest, and by then they've had like eight beers and they're not yeah. really giving. Well, I really drink Bud Light mostly, but this is fine too. It's like, okay, that's not really criticism, but when it's like, hey, the beer has got more of a multi or a vagina flavor or whatever you said <laughs> you know that's that's that, you, that sounds worse but you, you, wanna, veggie you, you want to veggie tales got it when it's got a veggie tales flavor you want to improve it or i would yes. if i was a master of my craft or even trying to be a master of my craft which i am not uh specifically in podcasting but i would i would want to hear that feedback from those that really value it or that i value <laughs>
1: Good afternoon, craft beer. This is your one and only Brood Boy eight one three, coming live from the best Florida beer. Pro Comp 2019 at Coppertail And I am joined with a great guy. His name is Jason. He is the assistant brewer at Crooked Thumb and also one of the guys that's making this competi- uh, competition possible this year. Uh, Jason, how you know we're, we're now what? Day two, everything's over. How are you feeling about the way that this event's going? And tell, tell us a little bit about what goes into the production for Best Florida Beer.
2: Hey guys, how's it going? Um, this is uh, an exciting year for us. It's our largest competition ever. Uh, we ended up with about eight hundred and twenty-four entries. Oh my God! Yeah, it's huge. Um, from you know beers all around the state, um, with some really fantastic beers and surprises. Uh, it's going to be a really great award ceremony at Brewers Ball uh, coming up on March third. Uh, get your tickets now. Absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah, so this this competition's been going on uh, a little over ten or twelve years now, and Best Florida Beer is about eighteen years old. We started as a uh, organization as a wait for home brewers to recognize the best in, uh, uh, professional uh, breweries around the state. You know, they started with forty five entries that first year, just from home brewing. Uh, yeah, from home brewing. Uh, not, they, from, they, not
1: from, like, major breweries or anything like that, because yeah, it was no, probably well, still small in its infancy, so... Yeah,
2: so it was small in its infancy with the home brewers, and then they wanted to start recognizing the professionals. Okay. So that first year was 45 entries, uh, wow. mostly Tampa and then a couple uh, Miami and Jacksonville that were uh, around back then.
1: Okay. Okay. So from from all those years ago when it started with homebrewers now to over almost 900 entries mm-hmm. that's a big difference and now now it's not just home brews right like people that su- submitted their beers th- those weren't just homebrewers these were major breweries throughout the state of Florida yep. or even smaller depending on on where they're located so, but Yeah
2: so this competition, What was the criteria? This is only open to uh, professional breweries. Okay. Uh, and it's judged by their peers. So our judges were about 90% professionals this year, Yes, which is an increase. I think we were about three-quarter pro last year, and uh, you know, I find it very important to have that professional base of judges, um, uh, because it's, it's, it's peer review. Right. Um, we feel that uh, the knowledge base and the skills of uh, BJCP judges is absolutely vital, um However, we, we want them to, you know, guide the professionals in the way that, that they judge the beer. For the judges, you know, we, we want this to be a uh, a competition that the pros have their beers judged by their peers. Uh, we, we see that need for uh, peer review uh, to be important um, because professionals have, have a... Uh, a way of seeing beers slightly different than homebrewers, but we, we also need that experience of homebrewers, where they had they brew a lot wider range of styles, um, so they get to see a lot of the, the cool new styles and stuff that are coming out and, and brew one or two. Yeah. Well, sometimes professionals, you know, get stuck into brewing the same <clears throat> core beers four days a week. Um, so you know. We, having that mix of professionals and and bjcp uh experienced judges is is vital to this competition
1: so then what uh what it really boils down to is it's helping check and 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 give feedback to the quality of the beers that everybody's putting in the market by a professional beer taster that is bjc bjcp certified and and the people that have been doing it for a long time Mm -hmm. now we obviously we won't get into much of the scoring or anything like that, but on those sheets, the judges are able to give feedback about the specific beers. Now, I haven't asked you this question: Do the breweries that submit the beers get those feedback sheets Absolutely. back? So then they so so they get the beer reviews back, and they're able to review it on that specific style of beer that they brewed, and tweak it, make it better, which only ultimately serves the community of craft beer drinkers in a more engaging way.
2: Yeah, so we find that uh, uh, holding each other accountable is the best way to make our beer in this state better. And all around the country and the world, too. That's why we have the Great American Beer Festival for American beers and World Beer Cup for all international styles. And have more that professional brewers can and keep giving each other feedback and working collaboratively to improve their craft the better that beer will get for the end consumer yeah um, the higher quality it will be for retailers that want it sitting on their shelves uh, and moving off their shelves but, or uh, even uh,
1: bars and restaurants that and that the beer, beers are in
2: yeah you know the better beer that we can make the the, the better craft beer will be. Um, yeah. So that's a big part of why we hold this competition.
1: Um, for, the, for the breweries that ended up getting uh, awarded a medal for, mm-hmm. for the style of beer that they submit, what, what does that mean for that brewery? Uh, and and what they can say, because I know I've been to different breweries around the Bay Area. I've seen the medals from years past, yep. and uh, some good friends of ours have some medals. Uh, but what does that mean for the brewery, and maybe even the brewer? Since, like I said, you're you're the or like you said, you're the assistant brewer at Crooked mm-hmm. Thumb. What does that mean for a brewery, and and how does it translate to the customers that come into their to the breweries?
2: It's a it's a sense of pride. Um, being awarded a medal for a beer that you've probably brewed a thousand times, or you know, maybe even you know, a dozen times, or even once, is, is this, it's recognition. And it can be used by the brewery in marketing. Uh, we do allow uh, the breweries to market with our imagery <coughs> online and through their social media. Oh, that's cool. Um, you know, follow us at Best Board of Beer. We'll start to uh, feature uh, a lot of those um, award winning beers as we okay. get past Brewer's Ball. Um, ideally, I'd like to you know, feature each beer, you know, one one medal winning beer uh, every week okay. this year. Uh, wanted to do that last year, ran out of time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I can imagine you had a lot of beers last year too. Yeah. That, that could be quite yeah, time we, consuming.
2: We ha- we've gone from um, 96 beers at Brewer's Ball in 2017, uh, last year was my first year running the competition in Brewers Ball, okay. and we did 115 beers. And then this year, uh, we should have somewhere north of 135 beers at Brewers Ball. Uh,
1: How do you find the space? <laughs> just, we'll just
2: jam them in. Jam them in. And okay. I, and get more people to drink them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's excellent, man. So, and I, as okay, so this is. that's what I didn't understand before with the Brewers Ball. So this is the reason the Brewers Ball exists is because of this competition. So over 800 and some odd beers are here. We're all filtering through to find the best ones. And then those will be announced at the Brewers Ball. Yeah, so Brewers okay.
2: Ball is the awards ceremony for this. Gotcha.
1: Company. And I've also heard you can drink quite a bit. I've, yes. I've so. been told everything. Or you just bring your own cup. Is that yep. is that the case? Yeah, we'll,
2: we'll supply <clears> some <throat> plastic cups, but you know, bring your own plastic cup. The, the park doesn't allow glass. Okay. Um, you know, we have uh, special cups uh, from. Um, fermented reality for okay. our vips that are going to be provided so get your vip tickets now yes those uh, we got uh, some great sponsors in my box and greaves construction that are sponsoring a uh, private vip area so okay. you guys will get a you'll get a shirt voucher uh a, a, a cup from uh, fermented reality um uh, a bunch of great sponsors. Uh, East Coast Catering's gonna cater some food. We're gonna have a special beer in the VIP area just for you to celebrate with. And, awesome. Um, and then you got 130 plus different beers to sample, and it's a free pour event, so you can just walk up and pour your own beer as much or as little as you want. Oh my God! With 138 beers, you've got uh, almost 45 barrels of beer there. <laughs> so how many tickets go on sale? Um, we are planning for fifteen hundred this year.
1: Okay, so forty-five barrels. So there's a good chance you're going to get quite a good amount of yeah. beer. So you should probably call off of work the next day.
2: Yes, absolutely. You're going to have a take over an Uber. Pick for four. <laughs> <laughs> is that from past experience? Oh yes, very much.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's excellent, man. So, um, before we move away from uh, best Florida beer, is there anything else about this competition that you personally feel connected about or connected with? Um, in in any proportion, or is there anything else that you want people out there to know about Best Florida Beer?
2: So, you know, in, my, in my position as the vice president of commercial brewing, you know, I do talk a lot about the focus on the professional side. Okay. Um, that is vital to our organization, and this competition and the awards ceremony are our major income. But we do have a homebrew side, and that is where we started. That's where our roots are and we can't do these competitions without the the support of the homebrew community and we are very much cognizant of that at all times our our commercial i'm sorry our homebrew vice president uh paul cerise from uh, he he was the president of pinellas Server brewers guild for several years Um, and he, he he runs the homebrew competition and you know that's our Having the homebrew side and, and being part of the Florida homebrew circuit, being the the, the major award ceremony, where the last competition on the circuit, okay, um, you know, so that's where all those brewers that have been brewing for a year get awarded. Is uh, the homebrew awards ceremony? And oh, it's okay. Such a, a, a I've never heard important of Important and vital aspect to have homebrewers as part of our. Uh, our base of uh, volunteers and judges okay uh, experienced personnel to run these competitions
1: well i can tell you just from the two days that i've been helping out here i mean you guys have obviously put in way more work than i did but it was a huge eye-opening experience um watching what goes on what's in what did it what you know it entails to run an event like this right. but the importance so yeah, i we, definitely appreciate the opportunity to thanks. be part of this yeah. as a steward i uh, look forward to doing it again yeah. next year too yeah. so
2: thanks so much for your help yeah we, we put <clears throat> about six months of planning into this so Jeez. we get about two or three months off after brewers okay to kind of like take a minute and then
1: I'll get right we back at right it right
2: back into it making changes from
1: it's like getting ready for the super bowl <laughs> yeah Exactly. i can imagine that much of work so that's awesome man totally um so b- before we uh wrap things up
2: hey paul come here you want to do a little segment with paul
1: absolutely bring him in we got paul coming in guys if he's all right with that
2: oh we're doing a little podcast recording Do you want to take a minute to speak about the homebrew side
1: an unexpected guest, but please have a seat. Let's see what so,
2: you walk out here?
1: <laughs> um, so I guess, Paul, you were one of the judges I- yeah. in this event, and did you do both days as well? Well, yeah, you were here yesterday morning, I remember. Yeah,
3: this uh, Saturday and Sunday.
1: Okay, so you've tasted a lot of beer, and you don't have to tell me, obviously, what your favorite styles were, but what are some of the things about this event that you love the most, and what goes into preparing your palate to taste all these beers?
3: Uh, I attended the Friday night sensory training here at Copper Tail, and uh, that really opened my eyes to kind of what to look for in the beers. So we went through probably about 14 different sensory uh, trainings with uh, different off flavors and smells and uh, helped me kind of identify uh, things that might be flawed in beers, but also um, beyond that, just uh, going through and reading through the... Uh, World Beer Cup guidelines and the BJCP guidelines, just kind of refamiliarizing myself with uh, what's in the different styles that I would be judging this weekend. Uh, okay. Really helped a lot. Um, you
2: know, we were talking a, quite a bit about the homebrew side. Paul here is the uh, oh, by, vice excellent. president of homebrew <clears throat> for Best word of Beer. So gotcha. I, I was hoping you could come in and talk a few, for a minute or two about the importance of homebrewers and yeah. that that knowledge base in this competition.
3: Yeah, please. Yeah, I think without homebrewing in general, we wouldn't be sitting. Here doing the judging for Best Brewer Pro uh, today. Just watching how it's grown over 19, 20 years here in Florida. Uh, you know, you look at how many uh, home go professional each year, whether they work for a current pro brewery uh, or they open their own brewery. Uh, home are kind of like the lifeblood and kind of keep the the pro community growing and, and and you know allowing them to hire more staff to do more batches a day and things like that. And, um, so. Having home brewers around um, learning how to judge beer, I think, is a good first step to becoming a pro brewer. Okay. Um, But also, um, you know... So
1: someone like myself, as a home brewer, Mm -hmm. my next step is not just necessarily perfecting my beer on a bigger level, but becoming a certified uh, judge in some sense so that I can understand how to recognize the off flavors that are in my beer and perfect those, is that, is that basically what you're saying?
3: Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, trying to learn what the expectations of the industry are, um, okay. sitting down with professionals I think. Uh, just, you know, I, I, I haven't moved myself beyond home brewing, but um, the one thing that helped me uh, was actually coming uh, to Best of Beer probably about three or four years ago and just doing the stewarding part of the competition. Um, Sitting down with the judges tasting alongside or after the flights were over tasting the beers that were left over just to get a feel for Okay, this is what a professional brewer says. This is what you know Certified judge says this is what I need to understand, you know about what they're tasting and so I would taste the beer Kind of alongside them and and kind of develop uh, a sense of what everybody's looking for uh, in the beer
1: See, and I, I did uh, one competition myself uh, a little while back, and I did my jalapeno IPA, which I don't know if you got to try when uh, the Crooked Thumb event was going on last year. There was that homebrew competition, mm-hmm. but anyway, um, I was given feedback that the jalapeno wasn't spicy enough, and the, the beer was not intended to be spicy, but you know, I took that, and I critiqued it a little bit, and I figured out how to make it a little more prevalent, so you are correct. These, these events, not just for homebrewers, but on a larger scale, go, uh, and I think we said this earlier to, to help better the beer and quality as a whole so that's great man um i guess what i wanted to know is if you had anything that you'd like to share about uh what you guys have up and coming for crooked thumb on the outside or if you want to wrap it up with uh what to expect next from best florida beer which, which direction would you like to go whatever um, you want to do
2: you know with, with best florida beer i think it's uh incredibly important to keep giving back to our uh A community of breweries and uh, and brewers uh, on all levels Um, you know we're gonna we're working towards having uh, more sensory training across the state you know we want to be more than just Tampa Bay area centric we want to be you know best Florida beer not best Tampa Bay beer gotcha um so that's going to—it's you know, going to take some growth, and that's what we're constantly working towards. Um, where, where can people
1: go and, and sign up for sensory training for uh, for what you're speaking um, on?
2: I would uh, you know, make sure you follow us at Best Florida Beer uh, on Facebook. Okay, um, that'll be the best way to. Uh, get the best you know, best information, make sure you click that see first button. See uh, first? Okay. Because you know we are fantastic and you want to see us first. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's where we'll post information about those uh, okay. events coming up soon.
1: That's excellent. Guys, is there anything else that you'd like to tell the good people out there in the world of craft beer?
2: Get your Brewers Ball tickets now.
1: <laughs> okay. And where <laughs> can they do that at? Uh,
2: through our website? Yeah. yeah. BestFloridaBeer.org.
1: Go to BestFloridaBeer.org bestfloridabeer.org and uh, get your Brewers Ball tickets now like he said earlier there's about 1500 tickets uh, available they're probably going to go very quickly and it does take place the week of Florida Craft Beer Week if I'm not yeah, mistaken yeah. Mark, Mark, so Sunday,
2: March 3rd at Waterworks. It's
1: Park. a week after Hunapu Day. Before. Oh, it's the week before. Yep. Oh, so Florida or the Brewers Ball kicks off Florida Beer Week. Uh
2: ten, yeah, so uh, Tampa Beer Week Tampa Bay Beer Week, sorry. Started by uh <clears throat> Ultimate Brewer, which is at Hidden Springs. And okay. Then uh, Florida Brewers Guild Fest at Percy Harvey Park in Tampa. Okay. And then Brewers Ball at Waterworks Park.
1: Gotcha. So, but this one comes first. Uh, so. No, we are the third one. Oh, actually. your third one. Gotcha. Yeah. My yeah. mistake. My math is funny oh, right quite
2: now. <laughs> right. And then Hoonapoo Day closes the whole thing.
1: Gotcha. Yeah, those are fun days too. <laughs>
2: yeah. I already have a
1: hangover thing so much work. I think even uh, St. Patrick's Day somewhere in the mix I don't know I think not g- uh, you know March is just not a good time of the year for livers yeah, yeah, uh, in general yeah. so my liver is the real MVP <laughs> there, there you go somebody out there make some t-shirts my liver is the real MVP let's do that uh, it's been great talking to you guys again thanks for letting me do this because I hope to one day be a judge and maybe even be a brewer someday in a professional environment. But uh, it's great for to, to give feedback to the rest of the world of the listeners out there that we have on our podcast. And with that, I thank you.
2: Very well. thank you. All right.
1: Thank you. Uh, this has been Brewboy813 with Jason. And one more time, sorry,
0: Jason and Paul. You guys have a great day. Cheers. Um, it sounded it sounded like overall like the dude really knew his stuff and um and that's great i mean it's always fun to talk to people that really know their stuff and are passionate about talking about it um, right something I like yeah like like you said you know when we talked about the interview itself when he gets passionate towards the end you can just tell that he really really appreciates the craft so but it did sound like you guys had some great dialogue it sounded like it was a great event and obviously next time there's an event that you can steward that you didn't invite me to please invite me to. it. <laughs> Okay. Well, I am
1: signed up for the homebrewers one, which that was another thing. Hell, Ryan, I didn't even know about that one. It's Well, I've only found out about it Sunday, so if you'd like to go, I can introduce you to some people. Um, no, I think I'd it's... never
0: like to go, Ryan.
1: <laughs> when is it? Of course I want to go. Oh, when did they say that it was? March 7th. Sunday, March 7th. And and you're going to say, I can't go.
0: I can't go. <laughs> <laughs> and March 7th is not a Sunday, just so you know it's a Thursday. Really? really? April 7th. April oh, I'm on the, I'm on the books then. Let's go. April 7th. <laughs> okay, let's do uh, that. This week sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's this week or it's just you. There's one common denominator. I mean, in the week. <laughs> or... Week's been bad. <laughs>
1: yeah. I think I'm going to join join my fellow counselees and just jump off the bridge with them. Not really serious, by the way, people. Only <laughs> well, kidding.
0: Don't you have like a thousand beers that you took home for this event too? Like, let's make I that f- happen. F-
1: sure as shit feel like it so i mean they can't they could have thrown it away they can't really sell it it's you know it was you know there was 850 beers to choose from i'm not gonna tell you what i took because i don't even know but man they just opened up the cooler and we just rated it are you gonna
0: bring some on friday so that we can drink some
1: I mean, I thought about
0: it. What, what the hell? <laughs> of
1: course I'm going to bring on, it. Man. They're all Florida Craft Beers. We're celebrating Florida Craft Beer Day. It's not Florida Craft Beer Day if you don't have a lot of Florida Craft Beer. For peace um, sake, my man. Which, we'll go ahead and tease this. Tim announced today on Facebook he got an email. You saw it. I'm sure you saw his Facebook post, did you not? i us say. You didn't see it?
0: No, what did it say?
1: You really didn't see it? No, what did Why it say, Ryan? <laughs>
0: he he won
1: one of the categories uh, or got a medal. I don't know if he won first overall. I don't know if they told him that. Um, but he's he's in the finalist category for uh the miso jalapeno.
0: That's fantastic. And congratulations to Tim. I <laughs> I was telling Lausman, actually that I swung by the brewery tonight to um to check out and just just touch base about Friday. Uh and I Try I, So I'd sent him a meme from the, the Jungle Book about Prickly Pear because the Prickly Pear beer that he makes, I had never tried and I wanted to try it. And it I tried it today and it was incredible. Um, it tasted almost like a sour, but one that I could drink. Uh, it had a wonderful, hazy, kind of golden uh, monkey almost uh, color to it. It was just a phenomenal beer. So I hmm. love it loved it uh but i've never had it before and it is apparently one of the the more popular beers there beside like the the sunny honey and some of the staples but uh good for tim i like his beer and i like that place and i can't wait to go there on friday and talk to all the good people that are gonna gonna come out with us absolutely absolutely i was super proud
1: to see that and um, to, to, to hear that he was, like I said, I don't know if he won best overall or whatever in that category, but I know he's, he's getting some recognition and he will be, well, have to be now at the, the Brewers ball because only people that get a medal pour their beer at the Brewers ball and they pour that beer that they're notified or uh, winning. So...
0: Yeah, well, it's, it sounds pretty fantastic, and and again, I just want to get into and just, just touch on it briefly um, about F- Florida Craft Beer Day because we we again we're behind schedule. We we gotta crush through this, some of this stuff, but um, Florida Craft Beer Day, as everybody knows, it's February fifteenth. We celebrate um, the day the Sunshine State opened its first locally owned and operated brewery in Ybor City. Uh, it was called Florida Brewing Company. Uh, it served people like the cigar rollers, of Ybor City um, Teddy Roosevelt, Ro- Teddy Roosevelt, uh, Teddy Roosevelt, and his Rough Riders after the Spanish-American War. Uh, we've been celebrating this for now four years strong, and the great mayor, Bob Buckhorn himself, of the city of Tampa, uh, actually honors us by establishing this as a legitimate observance of the city and the importance of this not holiday, but but craft beer, or beer in general, that it's brought to the great state of Florida as well as the Tampa Bay area, having the Florida Brewing Company there. So this year we are celebrating with Tim and the great folks at Craft Life. We've got about 95 people on Facebook that are um, possibly gonna come out there or at least say that they're they're engaging with the event. So I'd love to see all no, almost 100 of you there. If that happens, that place will fall to the ground because it could probably only hold about 30 people, but that's fine, we'll deal with it when we get there. See Seating will be limited. So so please (laughs) (laughs) do come out Friday, February 15th, um, 7 o'clock sharp. We will start the show. Uh, There will be free beer samples there. Uh, There will be some great industry leaders. We're going to talk to people that are uh, on the commercial craft beer side, on the hop growing in Florida side. Home brewers, real brewers, people that are selling their beer on the street. It's going to be very interesting. So come on out. um, Have a great time. And we will see you at Florida Craft Beer Day 2019. If you want any more information, www.floridacraftbeerday.com or join the celebration by simply hashtagging FLCBD uh, on any social media. And you'll, you'll get and thrown into the pot if last thing if you can't join us at least raise a glass at eight o'clock in the state of florida p.m on friday to just cheers us for the simul toast we always do the simul toast we do that for those that can't join us and it's really again just to celebrate beer in our great state that is all boys anything else Ryan. It's a great
1: event. know uh, I was just thinking, I'm glad you said 8 o'clock because uh, a couple people that I've spoken to think it's the same as last year, which was 7 o'clock. So I need to correct them and or not correct them. Let them know that we corrected it to 8.
0: Well, so, we will definitely start at 7 o'clock, but we will not simultoast until 8 o'clock. And that's that's what because... I mean,
1: the, the, the simultoast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I told uh, Christian at Brew that uh, I think it was 7 o'clock, so I'll correct okay. myself.
0: Yes. Yeah, please do. Actually, I spoke to those guys recently because they're going to speak on a panel that i moderating for the tampa bay history center about craft beer in the bay area so that should be interesting too but love the brugals so we'll talk about them later anything else boys no no i'm good i have a lot of beer in my refrigerator that's about it you won't come saturday morning but let's talk about that then um the the next piece So moving on to our geek news segment, drink it on in, send it back. Um, again, we I knew we were going to be out of time. I knew there was a lot going on. There was a little bit of Star Wars news that popped out this week, and so we're just going to get through a couple things um, here, Ryan. I don't even know if you had a chance. Obviously, you can't see the notes, but there was a a slew of pictures that came out. So, while I'm going to I'm going to rely on you for this one, um, just just some previous or some some potentially spoiler ish uh, content. So we won't go into the details of it. Again. We've got some photos that we're going to just briefly talk about, and then there's some story bits. So I will um, I will say when it's safe to get back in here, and I'll post it below in the description. Um, however, at this point, I would um, I would just be leery of potential spoilers. But again, with episode nine, essentially there are no spoilers because nobody knows what's going on, and these are all rumors. But uh, Mr. Lousman, were you able to take a look at the picture that I um, that I threw up there in the notes? I was absolutely. It was very intriguing. Yeah, it is. Uh, there's some some interesting stuff. There's like a new Lando costume, which looks exactly like his old costume. You've got Ray in all white. You've got still? A, um, yeah, still. You've got you've got a couple new aliens and a Kylo Ren helmet that looks like it was put together with a red type of bondo. I'm not sure why, but. That's a, yep. uh, That's a thing. A yep, thing. Yep. Top top left, my favorite. Um, there's a little robot with a wheel. It's like a like a um, Separatist robot with a wheel, like just the head of the Separatist robot on a wheel. Yeah, it looks like the uh, um, the the separatist uh like like because they specifically had those long eyes or whatever and their little cone heads but uh yeah he looks adorable well well we'll one wheel yeah apparently his name is Dio and he's going to be BB-8's new best friend and I've seen this now on two different um posts so I'm guessing that this is probably legitimate uh I don't I hate 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 that design I, the, the yeah. wheelie the wheelie robot is fine but dude we've done it we've got bb-8 i'm sick of it i think it's stupid so what did you want like some guy walk around on three weird legs where he's like oh I... boy stairs <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> that, why would
0: he have three legs that would be very weird i don't know why did some of them are two and one i don't come up with this stuff <laughs> i i don't know so anyways yes there, there's a new friend named dio for for bba whatever i don't know uh there's a couple dirty smuggler looking outfits there's like like the one with uh the like cape that looks like what Lando wore when he was infiltrating Java's lair, which is really just a helmet with a thing in front of his face. If you were able yeah. to see Lando once, you would have immediately seen him again, even with a thing on his face. I don't get it. Um I don't, but... I don't get it either. And, and you know, even go to the, that particular picture, it's labeled as new alien. And I'm like, That's <laughs> yeah. not new at all. Like unless not it not is, like maybe it no. is. No. Yeah. no, it's not. It's in um that particular that armor anyways, and what I presume to be the people who wear it, they were in the Clone Wars, and they were also in um, Solo, so no it's not new alien but so i mean just a slight bit of discredit to something that's he labeled to be like totally up in the air so yeah so so there's one that's a, a young um a young mon Cal on the left hand side there and again this is yeah. it's hard to see because you guys don't have the link but if you just google you know leaked episode nine footage or, or photos you'll see it he's wearing like a light bright and i, I don't know if that's oh. like um like he's in jail or something i don't i don't like really it. know yeah, it's like a flattened uh Rubik's cube is what he's wearing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's a better um iteration than a light bright. I don't know who knows what those are anymore, but I do. Yeah, so you know, everyone from the nineties. Yeah, that's true. Well, you know, those those millennials. Um so uh-huh. Yeah, I, then you've I got... Like, well, yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say, uh, you skipped over one of my favorites, is the letter A's an alpha. He looks He looks like one of the trolls that they got rid of when they redid the Norway ride at Epcot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he does look like that with a mustache. <laughs> yeah, he's a mustached small-faced man with bird feet and uh, three fingies on one hand. I don't get that at all. Yep, uh, but here. that is that is weird. Um, yeah, moving okay. on down. There's a reverse Hornman. Do you see that uh, letter M? I think is what it is. Horn pilot, very very discreet. How does he wear a helmet? No one knows. No one knows. <laughs> Looks like he pooped his pants currently and or indefinitely. <laughs> 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 no, the ongoing look for him that's probably is maybe it depends mm-hmm. on tie-in not sure uh i don't know there's there's just a lot of weird aliens and then do you want to talk about the bottom right old uh <condes>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so on the, the the very bottom in fact he's not even labeled in the, the description Aww. but but he's uh like a Uh, it's like you know the okay so like when ursula from the little mermaid takes your soul and leaves you as like a little uh unshelled crustacean person uh imagine that with to your point lost cone tits again in penguin feet and then uh spikes behind his head is that a good description of what this this guy looks like yep i would say that's uh that's bang on that's right on the money so ryan you uh you, you didn't you didn't actually have the opportunity to see this but did that No, I, I didn't see it, but I was just going to say from that description, it sounds terrifying. <laughs> terrifying is a great yep. way. He's very sad. He's just a sad or she. It's 2019 or a very, very long it's, time in a galaxy far away. It's got a really smug look on its face, so I already hate it. Like, <laughs> and so It's like, I don't, I like don't it. need clothes. No. I, I, don't, I don't like it at all, but uh, it is something.
3: So,
0: mm-hmm. so you got that. All right. So moving on. So we had a couple other story bits that were uh, that we could talk through, and these are these were literally um, again, this is this is the 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 world of Reddit. Thank you very much. We'll spend five minutes just blowing through these, and then we can um, we can call it a night, ladies and gentlemen. But uh, again, this this person here was quoted of uh, attending one of the Star Wars marketing presentations by Disney, and if you recall, um, Bob Iger had a call with the Disney stockholders recently last week where uh, he was talking about a lot of these things he didn't go into detail in in great detail with Star Wars on that particular call but some of the things mentioned here, um, go into great or, or, or parallel with things that were either rumored from his call or um, uh, originating from the call or something like that. And the first one I wanted to talk about, which is not even on here, is uh, the title, the proposed title. This is the rumored title of episode nine. And Ryan, I'll kick it to you first. Well, first off, you saw Force Awakens, Ryan. What do you mm-hmm. think? So watching the movie, what do you think that title brought? Was that a great title for it or was that not not on point at all? I mean, it's
1: already been a woke for so many years i mean it had to well it
0: was a 30 year, again. 30 year resurgence right they yeah couldn't say, yeah i get it yeah. awoken again as a the title they could have said again but because they could have <laughs> <laughs> to your point uh, but like when you hear like attack of the clones or you know uh, return of the jedi i mean those were those titles pretty much star wars wise nailed the movie good or bad whatever you thought of it okay
1: I, I see where you're going with that yeah
0: so then the last jedi came along what do you think about that title-wise? Just a title perspective.
1: <laughs> it it led you to believe that they were down to the last <laughs> Jedi until the kid kicked the broom up, and there
0: you go. Okay, broom kid, bringing broom kid. Broom into kid, here. yeah. yeah. Lost man, wh- what were your thoughts on the titles, and then I'll reveal the well, rumored oh, title. Which, which, by the way, the force balances itself out. So there you go. It's funny you say that, man. You're the Segway king of Chicago. But go ahead, Lost Man. Yeah. So my thoughts on the previous names, uh, the last Jedi. I doubt it. <laughs> like just when I heard that, I was like, mm, probably not. Like, I don't think it <laughs> sort of happened randomly, like sometimes. <laughs> so didn't like that one. Um, and then The Force Awakens, I'm like, where did it go? <laughs> like it wasn't, I it went anywhere. Like all the Ewoks have been doing their little like, rave dances with their glow sticks and the trees and stuff. I mean, I don't know. I, I wasn't a fan of either of those names. I do have a, a guess at the upcoming name. Please. Is what I hope it is. Um, it would be Star Wars, Star Wars Nine, uh, Cone Tits Jubilation. No, <laughs> the Jubilation are you? Don't, Cone tits. Don't don't focus on you that one. Yeah. He's it, dude. It's the co- <laughs> I don't know. He's he's got to be something. He's got to be this the disparage of Wheelie Droid. <laughs> How about that? Is that better? <laughs> No, I don't think so. I don't think that's it at all. I don't think that's what it is, period. What I've heard, and this is, again, from several, you know, rumored sources, it's going to be something on the lines of the balance of the Force. Boo. Lame. Okay. All right. I kind of like that. Why? Because I like it more than something like The Reign of Darkness or Rebellion Reborn or The Last Hope. I think that's stupid. Order of Ren... A New Order Rises, Sun of Darkness. I mean, all these kind of suck. Spark of Hope. I think they're all dumb besides the balance. I like that one. What if it was just a really funny one where it was like Wheelie Droid takes the stairs? <laughs> <laughs> Neil deGrasse Tyson shits a bird. Oh my goodness! Well, I mean, if if that happens, he will have a problem with it because that's he does. But
1: um, I don't know, man. Like, what about like Kylo unrobed this time? Because you know well, that gosh.
0: sounds like a porno, and I'm pretty sure that's already in production, if not produced.
1: <laughs> oh, Another shirtless scene in our future, boys. Jesus. Wow.
0: Is is he is he hot? People think he's hot. I didn't you know, say he was hot? hot by saying I, that I, just, scene. No. I just said we'll have to tolerate it. Whoa, whoa, for another- whoa, whoa! Your yeah. tone, you are, you are up an octave, <laughs> my friend. I'm just <laughs> trying to understand for the ladies out there or men. It's 2019. It's fine. If is is Adam Driver a sexy man or is he just like a? I don't know. Is he? I don't. Is he hot? Is he not? I'm not sure. <laughs>
1: Maybe it depends on if he talks with the mask on or mask off.
0: <laughs> oh, if he's got like mask that. on, he's he's it for me. I'll take the mask shirtless off. and mask on. Got it. <laughs> oh yeah, all day. Would you Johnny Depp smooch him? Is the question, Ryan? Bringing it back, no. episodes ago. Fuck no. <laughs> okay. There's only, a big fuck no on that one. Only a depth smooch. It's all. It's all. Oh, geez. <laughs> <laughs> only a depth smooch. <laughs> all right. Um, well, we did. I did have just a just a few. A few more things <laughs> well anything else before i just rip through these, these fast leak story bits nope i nope. don't think you can top that can't top the death depth smooch Mm-mm. galaxy's edge they talked in great detail about that um they featured that the the flight of the falcon ride will be a six person interactive ride which we i think we knew we weren't sure it was going to be interact or six people but it would include a pilot, a co-pilot, gun turret, ship repair, and a couple others, which would be very interesting. And if you mess up the ship, you'll pay for it later. Galaxy Adventures, these are like little snippets for kids. Ryan, you've got kids. Lousman, you know we have nephews and nieces. I want to watch some of these with them because it introduces the Star Wars galaxy to kids at a very uh, young age in a very easily-to-consume manner. And it doesn't give anything away. So like, Darth Vader's a bad guy, Leia's the good guy, BB-8 is a fun Funny guy, you know, R2D2's a robot. I mean, these things happen in the story, and they show it to you in a way that doesn't ruin the movies, but still lets you enjoy it with with kids that necessarily don't get the movies because it's hard for a kid to watch a movie from nineteen, you know, seventy seven. I, I get that. Yeah, no, of course. Yeah. So I think that's really cool. I'm thinking Cam. We yeah. we gotta watch it with Cam. Um Jedi mm-hmm. Fallen Order, uh that is coming out in November, which is the first time I've heard that. This video game will take place five years after Revenge of the Sith. So this follows a Padawan whose name is Cahell and he survived Order Sixty Six. Um he's uh he's a mentor is a woman named Siri, and um she it basically is their story about kind of guiding him through his journey, which would be fun. I would love that. Is it is it I just want a freaking good good video game for Star Wars Yeah. On the the call that I referenced Bob Iger said that frankly they make shitty video games which is why EA Games is making their games and he's happy with the way that EA Games is doing it No one else is but that's good for you Bob. The Mandalorian they showed a sizzle uh, reel during this meeting of where Favreau was talking about how excited he was. Uh, Showed a ton of artwork looks very good It looks like the Mandalorian is going to come in contact with a child uh, that might uh, shape the story and they'll follow that relationship through the Season or seasons that we see the Mandalorian, so that's cool. Um, and then they gave away a little bit of detail about uh Dio, that sidekick of BB8, who's the weird uh battle droid head on a wheelie guy that I hate. So, wheel droid, wheel droid. Yeah, we'll call that. That's fine. Mouse droids, wheel droids, why not? Um, and ball droid. And ball droid, right? but of course. Um, yeah, so that's all of the little teasers that we have. But again, boys, I know how far overboard we are, so I will go ahead and wrap it up. man, do you have anything else to add to this? And then we'll go to the Ryan. To nope. the Ryan. We'll go to, to Ryan. Go straight to the Ryan. It's like a space on a Monopoly board. I didn't realize I could unmute
1: myself. I guess I'm out of the penalty box now. Yeah. Um... No, I don't have anything. Just breathe into the mic. <laughs> we'll put your bag. <laughs> I'm actually sitting here trying to think of like different Star Wars names. I don't think we ever really did that segment justice. So, you know, but. What would you call it? Star Wars. Empire's destruction. Wait, I had no, I had something else.
0: <laughs> the Empire is a noose. Empire not- fallen. Empire fallen. Empire fallen. But the Empire already fallen. But it could yeah, fall already- again. How could it fall again? It was never set back up. Well, the, it's there was harder. Empire Pick Back Up and then Empire Fallen. <laughs> which, one, which one was that? What's the sequel? It's I mean, 2 uh, There was a it? return of the Jedi, so
1: they had to have gone well, somewhere to have returned, right? Yeah. After they awoken.
0: After no. they awoken. That was before they awoken, but it's... Which uh, is is Leia going to be like a Jedi because she's got the Force? Okay. You called her Leia. Leia? <laughs> Shit! Damn. Well, well, that's the thing. So that we we do know that, yeah. we do know that episode nine is going to take place about a year after episode eight. So has Leia been training Ray? Has Rey been training Leia? I don't we don't we won't know. I think that's doubtful. Um I don't know what yeah. role she's gonna play, but I assume when uh cel- you know Star Wars celebration rolls around, we'll have a little bit more information really not good on these star wars bits guys i'm sorry it's okay buddy yeah. we we know this isn't dragon Ball z we got it wow and with that said where ryan can the good kids find you you can find me at craft life on friday night Celebrating Florida Craft Beer Day or
1: if you're not the type to venture out and enjoy life and all that it has to offer, you can find me on Instagram posting pictures about Florida Craft Beer Day at Craft Life uh, at Broodboy813 and also on Twitter at Broodboy813 and on our Craft Brews and Geek News Facebook page because if you're not at Craft Life, you're probably
0: just going to see photos of Craft Life. I, I am really, really excited for the craft life. Absolutely. Florida Craft Beer Day. And I'm wondering if we should have gone on a little bit later. Uh, but hopefully we'll still be there. And we'll, we'll just have any, a great any, time and just roll it Any through. later than that. And we're going to be too hammered to know, actually that's communicate. What that's what I'm thinking. And we got a show to put on. So that'll be good. Um, all right. Well, Mr. Lawson, where can the good kids find you? Uh, well, I've, I just realized I have like not near as many ways, not near as many facets, but um I can be found on twitter at mr lost man and
3: that's it yay
0: no that's good man i was just literally at craft life today talking about how much i hate social media but it is a necessary evil i really just use it for people's birthdays and to post links to you guys and to our great friends in the craft brews and geek news facebook group which is really oh. simple if you just google that or if you're on facebook and you just hit that up trust me i don't love facebook by any means i don't even like it but i do love talking to everybody in that group because it's a great group Talk about geek news talk about beers a couple people on there post a beer every now and again just because they're drinking it and having a good time i always have a great time on that group and if you want to join we only limit it so we can kick people out that aren't cool however 90 people deep now we don't have to kick out anybody haven't had to kick about a single person so we enjoy you guys there in that group and if you're not in that group please join the group Craft Geek news on facebook it's really really a fun time anything hey, else boys i was just gonna say did you see the little uh uh
1: article that i posted there just a little while ago absolutely um, not about the new zelda game that they're making for the
0: switch no but if you have information on that i need it immediately because i love zelda uh you're gonna have to go to the <laughs>
1: and geek news facebook page to
0: see that my friend
1: all right they, well um, i was yeah. just summarizing real quick they have remade <laughs> the 1993 game boy game for the switch And it looks freaking incredible.
0: Yep. Yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait to look at this. I'm looking at it right now. It looks incredible. In fact, I'm going to post a picture on here too of the um, prickly pear that I had at at Craft Life tonight. So um, boys, I thank you and I appreciate you. And as we say at the end of every podcast, Mr. Lyle's man.
3: Oh mother
0: Crew Bear slash uh Lady Grantham episode or uh, Yeah, reference. yeah, I know. Yeah. where you go that. Yeah, there you go. I know. Well we have been talking about it before <laughs> The we only person that's gonna
1: know what that reference is for Lady Grantham is going to be me. Well
0: <laughs> oh, <boy. laughs> yeah, so, oh, good night everyone. <laughs> <laughs> You've been listening to the official podcast of the Brewmasters Club, craft brews and geek news. Grab a beer with the guys and be sure to subscribe to catch additional content. Add this podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. Chat with the guys on Twitter at Brewmasters Club and Facebook and online at www.brewmasters.club. Cheers.